Hello, welcome to the Bright Club Southampton podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dave Christensen, and uh, this is a bonus episode. Uh, yeah, so um, with uh, this being a show week, with uh, our next show this Friday, the 22nd of September, uh, we thought we'd just give you a little bonus episode, so uh, a little bit of a taste uh, of the kind of comedy set that you will see at a Bright Club show, uh, if you haven't been to one before. Um, so this particular one, rather than being one that was recorded at Bright Club Southampton, was actually recorded at uh, our friend's Bright Club Guildford. Uh, and it is me telling jokes in Guildford. Um, yeah, it's not the same jokes as I will be telling on Friday night, so don't worry, there's no spoilers. But uh, yeah, I think there were some good jokes in there. And uh, yeah, I should say that this was recorded by my very good friend Jamal Kinsella uh, on his phone, so um, thank you Jamal for uh, giving us this audio from Guildford. Uh, and uh, for you, the listener, you will hear Jamal's laugh quite a bit, fairly close up to the microphone, to the, well, his microphone on his phone, um, because, yeah, it was just on the stage in front of him. Uh, that's all I have to say for the moment. I will uh, tell you more about the show that is coming up after this. So my, my dad, uh, he's getting older, and uh, he's starting to lose his hearing. And he claims that he's losing his hearing because of all the time he has to spend listening to my mum. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's obviously nonsense, and not a very nice thing to say about my mum. But uh, by similar kind of logic, I think I might be losing my eyesight because of all the time I spend being so good looking. So, I'm Dave Christensen. I work as a research technician at the University of Southampton, uh, and I use stem cells to study diseases that cause blindness. Uh, and then I write jokes about blindness to persuade my colleagues that I can write short jokes rather than most of the just long, sort of waffly things I'm about to say to you. <laughs> so, um, so my boss is uh, an ophthalmologist, an eye doctor, uh, but sometimes he seems like maybe he is a character in a sci-fi film or something. Uh, for example, recently in a staff meeting where we were talking about uh, some safety training he had to do, he said, but I've been firing lasers at humans for decades. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just kind of worry what kind of doctor refers to their patients as humans. <laughs> but I don't want to tell you any more about my boss. Um, I want to talk to you a bit about what I do and also give you some warnings to not do what I do. Um, so uh, I said I work with stem cells. Uh, so, uh, scientists often talk about stem cells as having a lot of potential, um, and they're using two meanings there. One is that this idea that stem cells could be used to treat basically any disease you can think of, uh, but also uh, the stem cells, uh, we talk about their potential in terms of how many different types of cells they can turn into. Uh, so to explain that more fully, um, so we categorize stem cells by their potential. So we have unipotent stem cells that can become one other type of cell, we have multipotent stem cells that can become multiple different types of cells, pluripotent stem cells that can become any type of cell in the body, uh, and totipotent stem cells that can become any type of cell in the body, and then also the placenta. Uh, and then of course uh, there's, there's God, isn't there? He's omnipotent. He not only makes any type of cell, but anything and everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, I always thought I was always thought at school that he was omnipotent rather than omnipotent, which then makes me question the way that I just pronounced all of those other words. <laughs> I wonder whether it should be unipotent, multipotent, pluripotent, and then obviously my favourite, tutipotent. <laughs> so I really wish I studied tutipotent stem cells, just so I could say tutipotent every day. But um, so I work with pluripotent stem cells. Uh, so these are cells I said that can become any type of cell in the body. Uh, but I specifically, I'm studying diseases that cause blindness. So I want to make them into cells from the back of the eye, retinal cells. So, um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing every day in the lab. I'm working with cells every day. And uh, working with cells, and in particular working with stem cells every day in the lab, is kind of like being a parent to all of these millions of tiny little kids. Um, <laughs> so I go in there every day and I feed them and I give them lots of care and attention. And then uh, because they're pluripotent stem cells, I whisper to them, you can be anything you want to be. So, completely forgot what I was going to say next. So, you nurture your babies. Yeah, I am nurturing my babies. So, yeah, so I, I obviously I don't have any real kids, um, <laughs> but uh, I've got parents, uh, as I talked about earlier. Uh, so, I've learned all of my parenting style from them. And, uh, so I, I had quite pushy parents when I was growing up, and they were quite strict, and in particular they were quite pushy academically. Uh, and that was all really good when I was working hard at school, and I did well in my A-levels, and I got into a good university, and then I went into the PhD, um, finished a PhD a couple of years ago, and that was all great, but, but was, was this really the aim of it all? <laughs> here in Guildford tonight, <laughs> in a oil room apparently. Um, not, not to put down Guildford too much, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've got a pretty poorly paid job as a technician. I drive around the south of England trying to tell jokes to strangers to get them to like me. Uh, and then if the performances are filmed, I'll go home and I'll watch back the videos. Repeatedly watch one man laughing, just in the hopes that it will boost my life And that kind of thing. Was all of that hard work worth it? <laughs> I sort of feel like maybe I needed more direction from my parents. More kind of pushing me to become a, a banker or someone that actually would make some money and at least replace the lack of happiness with money. <laughs> but, um, so, so all the stem cell researchers, they give quite a lot of direction to their little stem cell children in the lab. They tell them to become heart cells or kidney cells or brain cells become something useful. Uh, but I actually possibly as kind of a reaction to the parenting that I receive. I don't give my stem cells any direction at all and I let them just do what they want. Um, and that's, I mean, that's great. Uh, so technically we call that spontaneous differentiation. Uh, and that's great for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because it's basically no work. You just put the cells in a plate, leave them alone for three months and hope they do what you want them to do. <laughs> um, and secondly, it's great because I'm single and then I can go on OkCupid and write, I'm so spontaneous, even my stem cell differentiation protocol is spontaneous. <laughs> but, um, and unfortunately, I've learned that spontaneous differentiation works about as well at producing retinal cells as it does at um, wooing the ladies of OkCupid. <laughs> so, um, 
So it just it's not working for me at all. Uh, so, then, so I have all of these stem cells that have just done what they want, and I didn't tell them I wanted them to be retinal cells. But obviously I was very disappointed when they didn't do what I wanted. <laughs> so uh, I just put them all in the bin, which is, I guess, as a parenting style, kind of passive aggressive. <laughs> so, um, see, when I'm not being a bad parent to my own stem cell children, uh, the other way that I'm being exploited in my job is, um, is I write grant applications for funding. Uh, and I've noticed recently that actually these grant applications that I'm writing, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of like manifestos. Um, so nobody reads them. Uh, although to be fair, that's true of all the scientific writing I've done. Uh, the budgeting is all just made up. And uh, it doesn't matter how good your application is, because if the people look at you and they just think, nah, I'm not sure he's fundable. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. Oh, and on that note, it's a Thank you. Hello again, thank you for listening, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks again to Jamal for recording that. So what I really need to be telling you about uh, is uh, the show that we have this Friday, 22nd of September. Um, there are tickets available online still, so uh, you should buy those. Uh, we've, we're in the new venue, uh, it's 104 is the name of the place, uh, it used to be called Evan Flow, it's on above Bar Street, um, on the corner next to the park, kind of opposite Slug and Lettuce and Yates and Bella Italia, I think. I think those are places kind of across the road from us. Um, look it up online and you'll be able to find it on maps. Uh, yeah, so the show's on Friday. Uh, we've got um, a bunch of funny people. We had a rehearsal last weekend and they all had great sets. So um, it's going to be it's gonna be a fun night. Um, so the people on the bill are, uh, we have uh, Les Carr, Lisa Jones, Jamal Kinsella, uh, me, Dave Christensen, and Grace Andrews. And they are talking about a wide variety of things, ranging from uh, like computer science to climate science, um, and then also uh, kind of more personal journeys in science they're talking about. Um, and then uh, I'm talking about stem cells um, and uh, vision research. Uh, and a load of nonsense. And then on top of those great researchers, um, and me, uh, we've got um, pretty funny professional people. Alex Farrow, who actually uh, performed alongside me in Guildford as well. Um, and he was very, very funny. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. And uh, Samantha Baines, uh, who I've seen in London once, and she was very, very good. So, uh, yeah, um, we should get tickets ahead. Uh, it's a slightly smaller venue than we're used to with um, the uh, old Victor Hugo, which uh, sadly seemed to close. Um, so uh, it's going to be a full room, so you want to get there at 6.30 when the doors open uh, for the show to start at 7. and uh, Or you want to get tickets ahead online. Uh, and uh, then you can guarantee getting in, because it might fill up. Uh, which is great, but you don't want to miss out. Um... Uh, yeah, I won't waste any more of your time now. Um, isn't it nice having a short episode? 
Uh, we might do more bonus episodes. That'd be fun. Um, also, uh, I don't know if the sound quality here is different. Or apologies if it is annoyingly different and doesn't sound right. But uh, my microphone stopped working this morning. So, that was annoying. Anyway, um, I'll see you on Friday. Bye-bye! Uh, I really wish you had brought your parents.